0: Hello and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Thank you for taking a seat at our holiday table. We have a storytellers episode this evening with some lovely ladies who are going to be sharing their stories. So tonight I have Rachel. Hey. Jen. Hello. Kim. Hi. Jamie. Hello. And I'm Tabitha. So Hang on to your seats. Listen to these holiday stories. All the Time Trying
1: by Carrie Cariello. Hey everyone, Carrie Cariello here. I have five kids, and my second son, Jack, is diagnosed with autism. Jack is 17 now. But the piece I'm about to read is something I wrote when he was 12. I wrote it about what it's like for our family to go to holiday parties. And I wrote it from his point of view to give an idea of what kind of the chaos and the sounds all feel like for him. Based on some conversations I had had at the time with my son. Last week, my mom took me to see a doctor. It takes us usually 42 minutes to drive there. And we always stop at lunch at the same restaurant on the way home. I order the cheeseburger and it is very good. I like this doctor a lot. She's called a developmental pediatrician. This time the doctor and my mom talked a lot in the small office. Their voices were quiet, almost like whispers, but not exactly. New medicine, good, fine. Depression, a little better. Sleep, yeah, almost all night now. After one hour and four minutes, the doctor closed her folder and said to my mother, remember, this time of year is hard for kids like Jack. The holidays feel very chaotic for him. People will think you are controlling and rigid but try to keep him on his schedule. I like my schedule. It makes me feel safe and cozy and warm like I am wearing a big soft blanket. I also like parties. I like to try the cookies and look inside people's houses and especially to open presents. But at the very same exact time, parties are scary, hard, unusual, different every time for me. Firstly, I don't like to wear itchy clothes like red sweaters or khaki pants with buttons. With the pants, I always have a fear that I won't get to them to be unbuttoned in time for the bathroom. That would be for me embarrassing, and people like to hug every minute. I do not like to hug people all the way. I don't mind a hug with one of my arms, but both arms is too much closeness for me. Then there is the loudness with everyone talking all together and laughing big laughs and putting clanging pans into the oven. It echoes in my ears and repeats over and over in my brain. I have to sift through the sounds the way a small boy or girl sifts through the sand on the beach to find the prettiest seashells. Sometimes, even though I don't want to, I get very, very mad. My mom says it's like an orchestra. The tag on my shirt scratches my neck a little bit, and then a man standing too close to me is eating a cracker piled with crab dip, and it smells very strongly in my nose. The flutes begin to softly hum their notes and I start to bite my cuticles. I rub my fingers down my nose. I jump. The clarinets join the flutes. The saxophones begin their music and the trumpets make their trumpety sounds. I jump higher. I spin in circles. I pull at the hair right above my ear. These are the signs that my madness is coming. My mom does not relax at parties. Sure, she may look calm and happy talking and laughing with her plate that has a lot of shrimp on it. But do not be fooled by her. While she is talking and laughing and dipping her shrimp into the sauce, she is watching and looking all the time. She stands alert like a soldier on the edge of a battlefield. She's watching to see if I snuck out the front door quiet-like to look at the Jeep Cherokee parked in the driveway. She's keeping an eye on the staircase to make sure I don't wander upstairs and go through the medicine cabinets. She's checking the buffet table so she can catch me before I use my finger to poke holes in all the soft, squishy dinner rolls in a basket. At the very exact same time she's watching, she's listening. She's listening for the steady rhythm of the flutes, the hum of the saxophones, and the loud, brassy trumpets. She knows, you see. She knows if we get to the drums, we are too late for catching the madness. Once the cymbals make their loud, shiny crash, it is too late for me. I am there. I am screaming. I am mad. I am alone. I am alone. I am done. It's not what I want. I hope you know that. I don't want to get mad. I don't want to ruin your party. When this happens, there is a place deep inside me. A place no one else can see or know or touch where I feel embarrassed and ashamed. A small, dark, awful place where I hate myself. I am all the time trying. I say this a lot. I say it when my mother asks me to keep my body calm or to wear the soft shirt with the red and white stripes that she says is festive. I am all the time trying. People like to tell my mother and father things that on the outside sound like nice frosting on a cake ideas, but when you listen hard, they don't sound like sweetness and sugar. They sound like sour judgment. How about gluten-free? You know, I hear great treatments for kids like him somewhere out in Colorado. Come on, just relax, it's the holidays, let him touch the rolls if you wants. The thing is my mom and my dad, they know all about the gluten-free and the treatments in Colorado. And when it comes to autism, they know there is no holiday. There is no Christmas, Hanukkah, carved turkey, relax day. It is 365 days a year of progress and hope, disappointment and fear. I promise I will do my best not to get mad at your party this year. It helps if I have a quiet place to go when the music in my head is too loud. It doesn't have to be anywhere fancy. A small bedroom that no one ever uses, or even a room where you keep all your sewing stuff is good. And if you are nice and you give me a present, try not to get too sad or maybe a little upset. If I don't seem so excited, I love presents. I really do. On the inside, I'm jumping up and down and my heart is skipping like it has a jump rope but it's hard for me to get my outsides to match my insides. Follow my mother. Watch carefully as she sets her plate down and walks to me and takes both my hands in hers. Listen to her words. Shh, Jack, it's okay. Let's calm down, I'm here now. Watch my father as he puts his strong hands on my shoulder and turns me around until I am facing him. Come on, buddy, let's take a walk. See, my mother and father know what's best for me. They know autism is little more than a delicate ballet full of forward movement and backward retreat. They know how hard I am trying to march to everyone else's tune, even when it's easier to dance to my own beat. Don't do the judgment. Think what I would like the very most at the party is for you to talk to me. Try to get to know me. I'm interesting. I'm funny. I'm smart. I love Disney, and I bake cakes, and this year I wrote a letter to Santa and asked him for a selfie stick. I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm all the time trying. From Jack. Carrie
0: Cariello is a mom to five. She's also a published blogger, author, and speaker. She writes about parenting, marriage, and family, but a lot about her son Jack, who's 17 and has autism. You can follow her on Facebook as Carrie Cariello. Also, make sure to check out her website, carriecariello.com, to read her Monday blog, to hear about her speaking engagements, and to check out her books. Hope and Heartbreak of the Holidays by Julia
2: Reyes. So I'm Julia Joy of Jessa. I'm so glad y'all invited me to this. And so, yeah, hope and heartbreak for the holidays. I'm not really going to say much. I'm just going to go ahead and go right into it. The holidays growing up were always my favorite time of the year. As a kid, the anticipation of Christmas and opening presents is what I look forward to all year long. I enjoyed our family time as we made many memories of making tamales, Punuelas and Navalita's hot chocolate. New Year's Eve was always so much fun since we lived outside the city limits. We were able to pop fireworks and be as loud as we wanted. Our family is a big one, so there was no such thing as a quiet, relaxing holiday. As I grew older and became a mom to Nicole, The love for the holidays changed for me. The excitement of her opening gifts and checking to see if Santa ate his cookies and left anything in her stocking. I've always gone all out on decorating for the holidays, especially decorating the Christmas tree as extravagant as it could be. And the house was always covered in garland and tinsel. These past six years, the holidays have been different since Jessa's diagnosis of autism. Several things have changed how we celebrate the holidays and how we do holidays, but they are still so wonderful and we've learned how to do it in our own way. So first, there's the decorations, the lights, the trees, the music. It's just such a sensory overload for Little Miss Jessa. I've learned that the minimum is best. It's a constant battle of don't touch, put that down, leave that there, at the end of it, it's all gonna be put back in the box you took it out of. So just let them do what they wanna do and decorate for what's best for them. Second, there are the gifts. Unfortunately, until this past year, Jessa didn't understand and didn't like the opening of gifts. I still don't know if it was an overwhelming feeling because we all stared at her or the discomfort of her itchy Christmas dress that I made her put on, the texture of the wrapping paper, or the flashing lights of pictures. You see, Jessa is nonverbal, so she isn't able to tell us what and how she is feeling. There's also no reaction or overly excited kids to get the present that she has been dreaming about. Again, that is also something very hard to explain to family members and friends who expect a sincere reaction. Third, there's the traveling. My husband and I both come from divorced families, so there are usually four different households that we have to split our family time at. This is difficult for anyone, but especially Jessa. She's used to her home. Way too many places and people in a week, it's just too much. So anytime we get to, I'm more than happy to host, and everyone's more than welcome to stay as long as they want. And Jessa, well, she will just be here. Whether she's in the room with us or not, she's at least experiencing the holidays with us. In her own way and then fourth there's the traditions growing up in a mexican culture there's a lot of traditions that come with the holidays especially the food growing up we were forced to eat these things not wanting to but we had to so of course when jessa was in the toddler years it was hard to understand why she didn't like the tamales and the menudo and to others it would have looked like she was just spoiled we now bring whatever jessa likes and we set her plate at the table And if she likes, she can join us at the table or she eats when she's ready. We choose our battles so we can enjoy our holidays. So needless to say, it was heartbreaking to see that Jessa didn't enjoy Christmas, especially because that is my favorite holiday. Now, as Jessa has gotten older, I seem to dislike the holidays And that was heartbreaking for me. It was always a constant battle at every house we went to Her not to touch anyone's decorations, their beautiful trees, and collectible ornaments. I still feel bad for all the ones she's destroyed. You know who you are. I've now learned to let people know if it's sentimental or valuable, please hide it. Jessa doesn't comprehend the history and the value of something like that. In her eyes, they're just fun toys to play with especially if it's sparkly. I see so much hope and joy now for the holidays as she's gotten older and we've learned how to navigate what works best for us and what brings the best out of her in the holiday. So even though our Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's aren't full of extravagant decorations, tons of gifts, full houses, and big parties, our hearts are full of the joy that Jessa brings us in her own way. I'm hopeful that one day she will eventually love and continue with the family traditions that we will still continue in our way. Julia is a mom and blogger
0: who writes about her autistic daughter, Jessa. She invites readers to find the joy in the journey, understand the IAP, and nurse the future. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram as Joy of Jessa. You can also check her out at joyofjessa.com. New Traditions for a New Era by Kate Anderson.
3: Hi, my name is Kate Anderson. New Traditions for a New Era, written December 16th, 2020. When I was growing up, we celebrated every single holiday and birthday with my extended family. There was a get-together about once a month with at least 20 or so family members. My dad, who's one of seven siblings, comes from a big Italian family, There was always something to celebrate within the family, which meant we were always together. There were many traditions during the holidays. Three-course meals that included either lasagna or ravioli on Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. Playing board games and staying up until midnight on New Year's Eve at my grandparents' house with all the cousins. Birthday parties always included cake and presents. Friday night was pizza night. Our get-togethers were loud, out of control, And filled with people. As a kid I loved being a part of my loud Italian family. My family is incredibly loving and accepting. I knew that I wanted to pass on our traditions to my own family someday. I wanted my kids to experience our Italian traditions just like I did. I thought this would be easy for my family to embrace but it turned out to be really difficult. My kids were sensitive to loud noises and didn't like a lot of people. We had to frequently isolate ourselves to take breaks from the chaos. My husband and I could hardly converse with anyone because we were always tending to the kids. The night usually ended with someone having a meltdown and us having to leave in a hurry. It was hard for me that my kids couldn't tolerate the holidays and get-togethers with my family. It was something I was a part of for so long and grew up with and thought it was so normal. I didn't think I could give that up. We learned that we could still go to these events, but just had to make slight adjustments to accommodate my family's sensitivities. Whether we had to plan to leave early, take two cars, or bring someone with us to help. I knew I had to do this for my family because they were my number one priority right now. This last year, with the pandemic, my extended family hasn't been getting together at all for holidays or birthdays. It's been different, but it has actually allowed us to start our own traditions with our little family. This really helped us turn holidays into what we wanted and help our kids be as comfortable as possible, even if we didn't leave our house. On Easter, we stayed home and had a little egg hunt for the kids. For birthdays, we had drive-by parties. As stay-at-home orders gradually lifted, we spent 4th of July with close family. On Halloween, we set out candy bags in our driveway while we trick-or-treated down two blocks then stayed home the rest of the night. We went to my parents' house for Thanksgiving with just our family. And for Christmas, we're having my parents over. We actually had them over a few years ago, Christmas morning, and we loved it because we didn't have to go anywhere. We're thinking that could possibly be a new tradition. We also celebrated St. Nicholas's Feast Day on December 6th this year, which I never did as a kid. We decorated our tree that day, something else we're trying to implement annually. These traditions have been good for my family. It's quiet, fewer people, and we're in our own home. I've loved celebrating these holidays with just my family and coming up with new traditions our traditions. We may not be celebrating in the same way that I did growing up, but we are rejoicing with the traditions that we created together. In a year of uncertainty, it brought us closer together during the most important times. It reminded us what the holidays are all about, family. Kate is a mom and blogger from Colorado.
0: She started writing her blog because she has three beautiful children with special needs, She's learned so much over the past few years that she wanted to pass on her wisdom to other moms who need support and help. You can find her at thisspecialjourney.com, thisspecialjourney on Facebook, and thisspecialjourney1 on Instagram. This holiday season, I see you, my son, by Jamie Ramos. A letter to my autistic son. The snow, the decorations, family. I know you love it all with every fiber of your being. I think sometimes as I'm explaining how hard the holidays are for you to others, they think that you don't like it. But I know it's the opposite. You love it. You love it so much that it engulfs you. It becomes too much. You need the ever-constant rhythm of your life, and you want to step outside of it to celebrate. But it's hard. You want to be around everyone for the big dinners and the fun, but you hide from them. And don't worry if you want, I'll hide with you. Laying rubbing your back on someone else's bed has become our own little tradition. You love seeing the wrapped gifts under the tree, but can't understand why we have to unwrap them. That's okay. I can hear it now. I can hear the higher volume of each person's voice as it claws over the others. I can hear the wrapping paper tear and several people calling your name. It's so confusing and loud. And I can feel it too. The pressure of everyone watching you open gifts is suffocating. And how you can't understand that people expect you to react to each item. And then how it almost becomes a competition to win over your smile. And so I sit with you in our corner, one-on-one, creating our own bubble amongst the mayhem. But throughout the season, I see all the things you love so much. Like the snow. When we get that first heavy snow with the big flakes, you and I go stand outside and watch them fall. We stare up and watch as each one hits our faces. You jump for joy and then you become completely relaxed. A calm I rarely see. A piece of swords. It's your heaven on earth. And then the decorations. You love decorations, especially the big tacky ones I can't stand. You know where all the inflatables are in the neighborhood. I've gone against every fiber of my being and put them in our yard. You stare at the window and look at all the beautiful lights on people's houses. Wherever we go, we search out the lights and decorations. My favorite way to see them is in the reflection of your eyes as they sit content. And I know that equals joy. Then being with family, I know they can't tell, but you love being around your family. In your logical mind, it's a must. We must see family on holidays. You love seeing everyone's excitement. You come to me and point out who's there, whether or not you dare to ever greet most of them. You hide in your room and run out every so often to check who's there. And when you and I go back alone... I can see you stimming and smiling. So happy that people are there enjoying the holiday. Jesse, as you grow, I want to thank you for trying. Trying for me, trying for us. I see you come out more often. I see you playing with cousins for as long as you can. I see you stay the whole time during gift opening because you know I want to be there to watch your sister. I see you have hard times at night. The long day reels through your mind and you can't sleep as you script and loop. And I know you don't just do it for me or anyone else. I know you want to be there. And it takes every fiber of your being to do that. Just know that you are never on your own. I see it all. I see you and I am always watching to help you through. And as I help you through, I want to thank you for helping me too. Helping me see the holidays so differently. Helping me see that the decorations are all beautiful. Helping me find the peace in the snow. Helping me see that it's fun just to lay underneath the tree and look up at all the lights and all the branches. To help me feel and appreciate every ornament. To sit in the dark by the tree and watch a train go around and around. To take a step back and see the beauty in all the small things. To see that the holiday is made up of a million little things. And to take it in one piece at a time. Thank you. Jamie is a mom and blogger who often writes about her autistic son and how they navigate the world together. You can find her at jamieramoswrites.com and jamieramoswrites on Facebook and Instagram. Hope for the Holidays by Jennifer Dunn.
4: Dear Kaya, I want you to know that it took me a long time to understand how hard holidays were for you. I pushed you. I took you house to house. I made you sit through opening presents, sitting at tables, being around food, and other things that you just couldn't handle. Well, I never made you sit there, but it was always a hope and expectation that usually fell flat because your little body couldn't handle it. I remember the early years and trying so desperately to fit in in parties, only to have you run room to room, up and down stairs, screaming and frantically trying to find your way. I did that, and I am sorry. Through the years, I learned that it wasn't about Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, It was about you and finding your joy. None of those events gave you that joy. In fact, they caused you tremendous heartache. The lights, the smells, the sounds, all of it hurt you, bothered you, and tested you. And in turn, it tested me. Not knowing how to help you was something that I struggled with. Not knowing how to be was hard. And not understanding why you didn't want to open up a Christmas present was devastating but over the years I learned that it wasn't about those things it was about your happiness and your joy and coming to terms with the fact the holidays would simply be different not different in a bad way just different we didn't have the typical Christmas Eve putting out cookies for Santa we didn't have the excitement in the morning of you running to the tree to open up your presents it was like trying to drag you to the tree and make you perform when in reality, that's not what you needed or wanted. And I'm sorry that it took me so long to understand what you needed. You needed time, you needed patience, and you needed understanding. And you have that now with everyone in your life. And I am truly grateful for everyone that has come full circle in this autism journey with us. It's not easy, kid. Holidays are often hard on mama's heart. But I'm here for you and I love you and I'm hoping this is the best Christmas yet.
0: Jennifer is a mom and blogger from Canada. She writes about her 11-year-old daughter, Kaya, who has autism. You can follow them at Keeping Up With Kaya on Facebook and Instagram and at keepingupwithkaya.com. So that's yeah. it. Thanks for joining us. We will catch everybody next time. No reservations, next ladies. Yay. Can't wait. Check us out there. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the table for this special holiday storytime episode. If you are enjoying our podcast and where you're listening allows, we would appreciate if you could rate and review us. You can also leave a review on our Facebook page. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also contact us at table45 podcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. Make sure you join us next week for our No Reservations episode. We'll see you there. Bye.